Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 225. It is the day before Election Day here in the United States of America. And uh, almost everyone I know is like, (laughs) so if you're not here, uh, that's what it's like. If you are here, um, I think, you know, we're we're uh, we're not as one. That is for sure. But uh, we are many of us feeling many feelings. Uh, yeah, I've asked on Facebook for my friends to tell me what they are doing tomorrow, uh, food and drink wise mostly. And, um, yeah, there's some, there's some going to be some good plans for everybody. I I still haven't really solved it. Um, we have kind of competing needs in my household. I sort of feel like I need to like check in and check out, you know, like, oh, maybe I could like not look at them, the returns for a little while. But I, I, I will need to, I will not be able to resist, like, checking, you know, at least every couple of hours. Uh, so we, we'll see how, what we end up managing tomorrow. Um, yeah, so I don't know when you'll be listening to this. Obviously, it could be years from now, and this will be an interesting document of uh, before the apocalypse. Could be. I don't know. Hopefully not. That's not what's happening here. Hopefully it's like, oh, do you remember when we were all so anxious? Isn't that, isn't that sweet? Wow. You know, and now we have like universal health care and we have this awesome like climate movement where everything is just going great. Do you remember back when we were so anxious? Oh, God. Yeah, dreaming. Anyway, yeah, I hope wherever you are, you're okay and uh, doing okay and having good things to eat. (laughs) I don't don't know what else to wish for you except for good results. That's it. All right. So uh, this is a slightly political blog cast because it is about the Supreme Court situation that recently happened here. Um, So uh, I will read it to you. It is called... The new SCOTUS handmaid of the patriarchy. Warning, this post is going to be a little bit crude. I find the proceedings in the Senate to be very crude, so this is nothing compared to that. But if crude language isn't for you, this might be one to skip. Hey, everybody. The Heritage Foundation would like you to know that Amy Coney Barrett is not... A handmaid for patriarchy. I saw a headline from them saying as such when I googled her name and handmaid for the patriarchy because I was sure someone had already written this piece and found the Heritage Foundation's headline instead. And we should all trust that the Heritage Foundation knows about these things, right? That conservative fundamentalist think tank wouldn't say something like that if it wasn't true, right? The fact is, the Heritage Foundation, while being a great representation of the patriarchy, does not know what the patriarchy is, and certainly does not understand how Barrett is, in fact, absolutely a handmaiden for it. Is she literally a handmaiden in the Margaret Atwood Handmaid's Tale style? 
apparently not. So, the good news is that she does not seem to have to engage in those weird, ritualistic sexual practices. But in the sense of a handmaid being in service to the greater patriarchal Judeo-Christian concept? Girl is a full-on handmaid, y'all. This is a woman who, even when being screwed by the patriarchy, was like, thank you, would you screw me again? And might I help screw over the other women in, in this plan that you have? Truthfully, if we used Atwood's story to compare her to the characters of Gilead, she would be much more Serena Joy and Aunt Lydia than a handmaiden. But outside of Atwood's structure, a handmaiden is one who helps, one who is at the service of, and Barrett is 100% at the service of patriarchy. That's why she was selected. She looks the part, she does what the patriarchy expects, she makes decisions based on what the patriarchy would want her to do. She even giggles when a senator asks her who does the laundry at home. She is there to serve. And not to serve the country or the law or the Constitution or any of those things that it is, in fact, noble to serve. No, no, no matter how much she fetishizes the original Constitution and its founding fathers, she is there to serve the motherfucking patriarchy, and the motherfucking patriarchy is jizzing all over itself to be able to put her where they want her. I haven't paid her confirmation hearings much notice, to be honest. It is too disgusting and crude, and she's just a blank. As a longtime handmaid of the patriarchy, she has long ago stripped away any sense of a real self. She has done everything she can to become an archetype of everything. She is the mother, the wife, the Christian woman, and somehow, improbably, the judge. And by being an archetype of everything, she is, in fact, nothing of substance. She is as blank as the notepad she proudly held up in her hearing. A lot of people have been asking me what I think of her. And the fact is that I do not think of her at all. To me, she is a void. She's a patriarchal placeholder. I understand her purpose. She is there to serve the patriarchy, to give it what it wants, to help it seize control of women's bodies, to help it strip away rights from anyone the white patriarchal capitalist machine deems other. She is a blank because she is a handmaiden. She is of the patriarchy. She barely has a name. Yeah, so I totally thought that I was not going to be talking about this lady or the situation. It, I mean, you know, it didn't, I think people wanted me to or expected me to because I got so worked up about the previous Supreme Court nomination. But it was like this void of a person. I couldn't even get worked up about it. I mean, I'm, I'm mad, no doubt. But like, I don't feel like, 
I don't know. It's just like, of course. I just It just feels like, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, and also, like, I really didn't think I was going to have to write this because I really thought somebody had already written this piece. It just seems so obvious. Uh, and a couple people did say, like, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and they were glad to see it written, so I'm glad I wrote it. But uh, I really it didn't feel like, oh, I have the... I have the clear perspective on this one. It was just like, well, this is the obvious point, but I see that no one seems to have made it. So let me just go ahead and say it in case somebody needs to hear it. Anyway. Yeah. We're stuck with this lady now. For now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 anyway, that's, that's what this is. Um, so, uh, the song, what's the song? I didn't know for a little while. And I, uh, had gone so far as to Google the chords to stand by your man by Tammy Wynette. And, uh, and somehow I just was like, I was looking for songs that were like about, nothingness or the void or you know like something that was just like about how blank she is like it just how there's nothing there and uh I couldn't find anything that seemed right uh so that's why I went to the Tammy Wynette possibility and then I just was like well what I feel like there's an there are other songs that are about being kind of a woman in patriarchy like there have to be I feel like that, like that's, isn't that all the songs? <laughs> because anyway, but I was like, I know there's a song. And suddenly it just like, I was like, oh, I know. What was that song? And I suddenly remembered this song by Casey Bowles, uh, which I had heard on a podcast. I couldn't remember which one I recently found out. It was Revisionist History. But uh, I I was like, and I, you know, I, I have the song in my Spotify library and I, I, I sort of kept it um in the back of my mind and it suddenly just like came forward I was like oh this song is exactly right um and it's funny because it it both is exactly right and is exactly wrong um Casey Bowles wrote this song it's called Somebody Something um and she wrote it for her mom so it's actually and it's a very, it's a very like heartfelt, s- s- positive song to a degree. Um, but it'll make you cry, <laughs> or at least it has. I, it's very hard for me to listen to it without crying. Um, and it is, it is, it has the quality of uh, a woman who has given up, you know, her life basically for other people um and sacrificed her own wants and needs and desires etc um to be somebody something and uh it's it, it feels right for this post and also wrong in the sense that I feel like that that's all that Amy Coney Barrett does is just like she's just she's given up her whole self and in its place is this kind of mm, handmade for the patriarchy. <laughs> so I, I, I don't feel sorry for her at all because um, that was her choice. 
She got on board with those Federalists. That was on her. But I do feel like that sort of impulse to strip away, you know, a sense of self has been going on for some time. And in some cases, it is, in fact, quite tragic. So just want to say I am not trying to make you feel sorry for Amy Coney Barrett because I don't. Um, But I do feel sorry for Casey Bull's mom, who this song is about. So uh, I'm going to play it for you in just a minute. Meanwhile, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you are all taking care of yourself wherever you are, whatever whatever time period this is for you, whether it's right now uh, as I post this or tomorrow (laughs) or down the line in a week, in two weeks, in a month, wherever, whatever's going on, I hope that you are okay um, <clears throat> and eating well and ha- uh, hydrating. <laughs> uh, if you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Uh, share on social media, like, review, subscribe, um, especially in iTunes. It does help with the algorithm and whatnot. If you would like to offer some support in the financial sense, we, uh, we, I am on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Uh, there's also Kofi and PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. Um, there is one more episode to go of The Dragoning, which is my audio drama. Listen to that wherever you find your podcasts. Um, links for that are also in the show notes. And yeah, so here's going to be somebody something uh, on ukulele. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sorry if it makes you cry. I, I, I am grateful I made it through. <laughs> here's somebody something.
She's always been somebody something She learned to cook him dinner In a little shotgun house She tried to sew to save a little cash Pretty soon the baby came And they flipped a coin to pick a name Learned to live on mostly back to back She still heard that distant train going somewhere or another But there she was, somebody's mother She's always been somebody something She wonders what it might be like to be somebody else She wonders what it feel like to be free When she tries to imagine being nobody's nothing That's something she'd never want to be She's She'd say that's just called being a woman. She's always been somebody's something.